Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. number eight. I am still on the tour bus, coming to you from a parking lot seated in front of a uh, barbecue joint. Having just really returned from a really terrific trip up to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. That's right, over the big Mackinac Bridge that takes you from the Lower Peninsula to the Upper Peninsula. It's truly one of those amazing structural uh, feats that dot our country and uh, and uh, seems to be in pretty good shape still. I didn't really take a close look at it because you don't really want to worry, but it's a spectacular view. And if you've never been to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, it is well worth the trip. The natural beauty up there to be able to uh, sit on a, a variety of places and take a, a good long look out at uh, the, the Lake Superior and, and called Superior for, for real reasons. It is uh, truly a superior lake. Uh, and yes, yes, that's how uh, cliched uh, things might be today. But it really, uh, I, I, I saw some views up there I'd not seen before. I've been up there before in my youth. Actually, after college, I spent a summer helping build, I know this will come as a shock, a, uh, a log cabin mm -hmm, in Michigami, Michigan, uh, actually on Lake Michigami just up from Ishpeming, Michigan, and there's a stone's throw from Champion, Michigan. For those who have never been there, it is a land unto its own. It is, I've considered to be almost another country. For those who are looking for that freedom you don't seem to find here, and where you want to be, God, I, I need to be expressing all the freedoms that I have. Go there, and you can express them all, uh, because... Uh, there are not a lot of people around, and you can have all the free, free, free you, you've ever really dreamed of amongst a group of people who are really traveling to a different drummer. And it's uh, always been uh, a joy for me to return up there uh, over the course of my life. The history of, of the Upper Peninsula is really uh, kind of entwined with uh, copper mining. 
it is uh, part of what enriched the area for quite a time. And then uh, the price of copper went down and the, and the mines had started to been depleted. The, uh, the area has been um, sadly economically uh, just not what it used to be. There's some beautiful spots here and there still. The smaller places like Calumet, which once was a boom town, truly a boom town, one of the richest places in the United States. Even had its own theater, the Calumet Theater, where Douglas Fairbanks Jr. performed. Lon Chaney performed there. John Philip Sousa performed there. And now it's a, it's a struggling little town, but that theater's still open and folks still go up to perform there. In the summers in the Upper Peninsula, especially uh, in August, when uh, it is, can be brutal in, in a lot of the rest of the country, just magnificent. I went all the way up for the first time, really, to Copper Harbor. I, many people suggested that, and I thanked them for it, uh, and had some spectacular views of, of the lake up there. I went through Houghton again, where uh, I had performed uh, quite a while ago at Michigan Tech, Michigan Institute of Technology. I'll give you an idea of just how much snow uh, these folks get. I, I performed there in late April, and uh, there was still 10 inches of snow on the ground, and a, a Big, big sheet of ice. Actually, we passed a uh, piece of signage that showed exactly what, what how much uh, snow, what were the record snowfalls. And I, I think it's like 390 inches uh, of snow has been recorded up there over the course of a, a late fall, winter, and spring, probably into summer, for God's sake. So it was it was nice to return to the, uh, the log cabin uh, that still is uh, sitting there 45, 50, 50 years later. And, and still holding strong and still uh, with a beautiful view of the, of the lake. I've been very, very lucky to have had this time in the, in the bus. And we are now rolling back, oddly enough, almost, yes, I'll use the word again. It's synchronicity because we are uh, heading toward Tarrytown. Uh, the first ranch you'll be hearing are from the Tarrytown Music Hall today. That theater is a jewel. Uh, there's no other way to describe it. It's uh, a beautiful beautiful piece of work in which, you know, it, it, it's one of those places that you immediately feel comfortable when you hit the stage. And, and my good friend, Kevin Meany worked up there a lot. And uh, I, I do miss him. He's passed on. And he, if you don't know his work, it's well worth looking up. The, uh, the Tarrytown, we went from Tarrytown actually to uh, Fort Washington. Yes, Fort Washington in Long Island. I'm not a big Long Island fan only because you seem to travel a really long distance and, and you're you're, you're still in New York. It's a lot like when you're in Los Angeles. Part of my problem there is you travel two hours and you're still in Los Angeles. <laughs> so, but we were at the, the theater, the landmark on Main Street. I mean, once you get there, it's great to perform out there. It's just the going there. And it's kind of back to the suburbs. You're close enough to New York, but you're not in New York, which I've never quite understood. I mean, because if you're going to be somewhere that's not in New York, why wouldn't you go somewhere where there's other options, <laughs> but that's for another time. We went from there to uh, Troy, New York, and there we performed at the Troy Savings Bank Music Hall. This theater, if you ever have the opportunity to go to Troy, it is on the second floor of what was uh, the Troy Savings Bank, and uh, it is unbelievable. It was built in the 1870s, this theater, and they've tried to maintain it in, in much in the fashion it was at the time. And it is, it is a stunning place 
to perform. And uh, the audience there was just exceptional to boot. But it was really partly it was that ability to have some sense of what it been like to perform on a stage really uh, almost, you know, 250 years ago. I, I didn't do the math right, but uh, you can work on that. 1870-something. Uh, so it's uh, pretty, pretty remarkable. Finally ended up at the Bergen Performing Arts Center, where I worked on numerous occasions spitting distance uh, in Englewood, New Jersey, from where I uh, lived in New York City, just over the bridge, one of those great New Jersey theaters. I've loved performing there, and I've taken a bit of pride in the fact that I've been able to do a fundraiser for the school that they have there for the the students of uh, the performing arts. And so that'll be uh, the run today, those four theaters. I do hope you enjoy the uh, extraordinary rants that you'll be hearing. I do hope you've been enjoying uh, what we've been doing. There's more to come, I can assure you. I hope that uh, down the road, we'll be able to do some more of these and produce some new ones. It's been a pleasure spending time with you today. We're going to have to hit the road. I got to head to Tarrytown. Time for you to listen to the folks there as they yell and scream about what is ever is irritating them. Take care of yourselves. We're coming to you live from Tarrytown, New York, and uh, at the Tarrytown Music Hall, which is a beautiful, a beautiful space in a beautiful village. And in really, uh, I used to think uh, Walt Disney World was the happiest place on earth, but no. After spending just really, literally, about an hour here, <laughs> I have learned that this is really the happiest place on earth. A lot of people don't even laugh here because they're so full of joy. That they don't even need to laugh, they're just, they're chuckling on the inside. <laughs> and, but it's really, if you're, it's not, I don't know really, uh, I mean, if you're looking for a place where you could be, you know, you want to go, wow, what's happy like, come on up here. <laughs> and then you can go back to your miserable life. <laughs> mm. One of the things, I, I wish I'd, I, I don't know enough about Tarrytown, because, uh, I don't really um, spent time here. This is really, I think, only the second time I've performed here because they don't need my kind of attitude. <laughs> but um, one of my good friends was uh, Kevin Meany, who's a really great comedian. And, uh, and for those of you who are, who are watching uh, and don't know him, well worth looking up and, uh, and looking at his YouTube stuff. He's, he's passed away. and. Um, he did a Christmas show here, and that was one of the things I remembered about Tarrytown. And, uh, and I worked with him, uh, and I wanted to tell you the story of the greatest audition I'd ever seen. Uh, it was Kevin Meany auditioning at Catch a Rising Star in New York for uh, a TV show called Uncle Buck. It had been a movie with John Candy. They were turning it into a TV show. And, um, and, uh, and as you could tell, that was as many people who actually watched the show. But we were all really excited for Kevin. But one of the toughest things you could possibly do would be in a room auditioning in a comedy club to do your, to basically do your 15 minutes and, um, and, and, uh, and kind of impress these people who were coming in from like whatever, it was ABC or NBC or CBS. And there were, there were like 20 of them in the room and they're, they're never a fun group of people. They're, and, they're, and they certainly don't know what fucking comedy is. 
So um, Kevin got up and Kevin did it and he killed. I mean, to go to do it and be on your mark because it was nerve wracking and uh, it didn't phase him at all. He was just I'd never seen anything quite like I've never seen an audition before or since quite like it. He hit every it was like watching an Olympic athlete. He just bam, 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 hit everything. And then he ended with a thing that uh, he did. He did a, his version. He did a, a, a mime singing version of We Are the World, which is what he was a signature piece of his that I'd seen him do about 20 times. This time it was beyond belief uh, and it was transforming. And the place went bullshit. I mean, they went utterly bullshit, and they, and this, uh, it also never happens. It, it, they, they, it, it, he got a standing ovation, and the place went completely nuts. And then he left the stage, and they said, "Now, uh, welcome to the stage, Lewis Black." <laughs> <laughs> and that was a, that was when I learned something about comedy. I, these people were so buzzing about him that I said, what we're going to do now is um, we're going to sit here and discuss just how great that set of comedy was and how brilliant my friend Kevin Meany is. And I'm going to go sit over here on the stage, and then I'm going to wait until you really want to even fucking see me. <laughs> and he got the gig. And I got uh, not a fucking laugh that night. This is from Rose. She's here tonight. Is it rude to ask the person next to me to stop coughing every two minutes? <laughs> or go the fuck home? Rose, um, if I was sitting next to you, I would be coughing every two minutes. Uh, it could be your perfume. That's always a possibility. It's always a possibility. I will tell you something, Rose. There is something. We don't get sick the way we used to get, Rose. So it, it, the person could be sick or could have what I've got, which is I had the cold for two and a half weeks. And now that's it. It's gone. I'm no, I have no infection anymore. And now my body just seems to like that I enjoyed coughing. <laughs> I enjoyed blowing my nose. And now that's what it does, Rose. So he may not really be sick. It just may be his body's just going, oh, isn't it great? I don't want this to stop ever. <laughs> We used to have a cold. It used to go away. It used to be a week. Now it lasts three weeks. And I don't know why. And you ask my doctor, and they don't tell you shit. They're just thrilled to see you twice, fuckers. Because there's nothing they can do. They go, well, there's nothing you can do about it. Ha, ha, ha. That'll be $200. Fuck you. Make some shit up. Okay? Put on, a, put on some sort of a fucking tell me to, to wear women's clothing and dance around the house. Buy a vacuum cleaner. Fucking, fucking come up with some bullshit. I don't care what it is. This is from Viola. Why does this thing ask for your name and email address? So intrusive. You know, fuck you. Okay? All right? Nothing's going to happen, Viola. Okay? Does, does it look like I'm controlling the earth? Really? You probably get 12,000 things from the, either the Democrats or the Republicans. I'm going to send you something that goes, if you're interested in seeing this for free, um, which is what we do. So this goes out every week, and then we show it again 
And so what you'll get is you'll get a thing telling you that these are being shown. And then you'll get a thing with my merch shit. Okay? And you can, there's a thing at the bottom that says, go fuck yourself, Lewis. <laughs> That's all. So it's not that big a deal. But you might, if you like what you saw tonight, you might want to see these, you know, and, you know, and see other people bitching at me, too. And you'll go, fuck, we've got a movement. <laughs> But what, what I also like is so intrusive, and this is what I really like. Also, the guy's head in front of me is blocking literally everything. <laughs> I'm only reading this because I missed it last week. We were in Hershey, Pennsylvania, um, which is, uh, if you're looking uh, for a place that, yeah, I've said this last week, but it's true. If you're uh, looking for a place to distract your kids and give them diabetes, that's the place to go. <laughs> But she said, this is, I just forgot to read it. And I think it was sweet of her. Deborah said, I've had tickets to see you twice in Hershey and I've been to your show exactly no times. My husband bought me tickets for Christmas for your show on Mother's Day. Great gift. Thanks. Hey kids, mommy's getting out of Dodge on Mother's Day. Or who wants to watch my kids on Mother's Day? Exactly no one, because guess what? Either they're mothers or they have mothers. Tonight I'm home with sick with two sick kids, but my husband is there, that lucky fuck. <laughs> this is uh, from Norris. Why did you never get married? Uh, Norris, I did. And, uh, and that's why I'm not married now. <laughs> I've, I've written about it. Uh, I've written about it in a book called I'm Dreaming of a Black Christmas. I, you'll see why I... You, you read that. I'm not going to tell the story again. Because then I have to lie down and pay you 50 bucks like I do the shrink. <laughs> um, this is from Rachel. I'm over the situation millennials are stuck with. At the risk of sounding like a brat, we've been fucked. Well, you have been somewhat fucked. Um, living on a decent salary is near impossible. Decency is all but eradicated and forget about saving or building a life. It's more like coasting because you can't afford to put any roots down. Jobs can't expect to be kept for more than a few years, yet we're still expected to live the life of our predecessors. What the fuck? Thoughts? Advice? Poison? <laughs> kind regards, Rachel. One of the things, Rachel, um, that you can do, I think, uh, I... Um, I never worried about, uh, I, I, I got out of school and I wanted to do theater. And guess what they pay you to do theater? <laughs> Fucking nothing! And so I dealt with that. And so I went to uh, and found places in the country that I could live with friends of mine who also wanted to do theater. And we could live together um, and not really pay a lot of money to do that. There are places in this country that if you, you know, because if you're living here, <laughs> it's a lot of money to live here. Unless there's a job that you've really got here that you really want, start looking around. There's a whole goddamn fucking country out there and in which there are places you can go to and, and it's, it's not expensive to live. And I mean, if you want to live by yourself, you're all, you know, I live with a ton of people. I mean, people don't, a lot of people don't like that. They didn't, people, uh, as, as generations passed, people didn't like it anymore. 
Well, it's one way to beat the racket, okay? It's one way to do it. My brother, I've said this a few weeks ago, my brother uh, lived in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and, the, and they all didn't want to live in a dorm, so uh, 10 of them lived in like a three-bedroom apartment, and my brother lived in a closet, and two people lived in hallways, okay? There's a way to beat every racket, Rachel. There's a way to beat it. It's not going to be like this forever, okay? It's not going to be like this. I can guarantee you, um, things will change. They always do. And then you'll go, fuck. I, he told me they would change, and all I've done is bitch for the past five years. <laughs> don't, don't let this get to you. You don't need to let it get to you. There are places to go. Do you want to live in Dayton, Ohio? There's a lot of people who don't, but if I, had the, if I was starting over again, and I wanted to do theater, I would move to Dayton, Ohio because nobody wants to live there. <laughs> and as a result, it's fucking dirt fuck cheap. And there are jobs there because nobody wants to live there. There's a lot of opportunity in places that nobody wants to live, okay? And a lot of those places are really interesting. So just take a look. This is Tarrytown. What makes you miserable is these people are smiling. <laughs> But I know it sucks. Of course it sucks. And the fact that they call you millennials, that's just horrible. That's a fucked. We were baby boomers. It's always that fucking bullshit, categorized fuck you, bullshit nonsense. Really irritates the shit out of me. It's really bullshit. And the, hear that applause? That's how fucking fucked it is. I just said something that is completely honest and true, and five people go, well, maybe, I don't know. If No, it's really good that we're categorized and thrilled to be a baby boomer. I don't even know what that means. That my baby boomed? Fuck you. I'm going to leave you with this because I've been waiting for a chance to read it. And uh, this has seemed to be the night since you're all, uh, you, you kind of gave me some space to do this. Um, this is from Matt. Uh, I don't know where he comes from. But he saw this uh, Amazon UK review regarding Veet hair removal cream for men. And he thought I'd enjoy it. <laughs> After having been told my danglies look like an elderly Rastafarian, I decided to take the plunge and buy some of this uh, as previous shaving attempts had only been mildly successful. And I nearly pu pulled my back out trying to reach the more difficult bits. <laughs> Being a bit of a romantic, I thought I would do the deed on the missus's birthday as if uh, it would be a bit of a treat. I ordered it well in advance and working in the North Sea, I considered myself a bit above some of the characters writing the previous reviews and wrote them off as soft office types. Oh, my fellow sufferers, how wrong I was. I waited until, now you know this is about hair removal cream. I waited until the other half was tucked up in bed and after giving some vague hints about a special surprise, I went down to the bathroom. Initially all went well and I applied the gel and stood waiting for something to happen. I didn't have long to wait. <laughs> At first, there was a gentle warmth, which in a matter of seconds was replaced by an intense burning <laughs> and a feeling I can only describe as like being given a barbed wire wedgie by two people intent on hitting the ceiling with my head. <laughs> Religion hadn't featured much in my life until that night, 
but I suddenly became willing to convert to any religion to stop the violent burning around the turd tunnel and what seemed like the destruction of the meat and two veggies. I'm really, I'm enjoying this much more than you guys. I don't care. Struggling not to bite through my bottom lip, I tried to wash the gel off in the sink and only succeeded in blocking the plug hole with a mat of hair. (laughs) Through the haze of tears, I struggled out of the bathroom across the hall into the kitchen. By this time, walking was not really possible. And I crawled the final yard to the fridge in hope of some form of cold relief. I yanked the freezer drawer out and found a tub of ice cream. Took the lid off and positioned it under me. The relief was fantastic, but only temporary as it melted very quickly. And the fiery stabbing pain returned. Due to the shape of the ice cream tub, I haven't managed to give the starfish any treatment, and I groped around in the drawer for something else. This is written in the fucking Amazon review. And I groped around in the drawer for something else as I was sure my vision was going to fail fairly soon. I grabbed a bag of what I later found out was frozen sprouts and tried to tear it open, trying to be quiet as I did so. This was not doing the trick as some of the gel had found its way up the chutney channel and it felt like the space shuttle was running its engines behind me. This was probably and hopefully the only time in my life I was going to wish there was a gay snowman in the kitchen. which should give you some idea of the depths I was willing to sink in order to ease the pain. The only solution my pain-crazed mind could come up with was to gently ease one of the sprouts where no vegetables had gone before. (laughs) Unfortunately, alerted by the strange grunts coming from the kitchen, the other half chose that moment to come and investigate and was greeted by the sight of me, arse in the air, strawberry ice cream dripping from my bell and pushing a sprout up my arse while muttering, Ooh, that feels good. <laughs> Understandably, this was a shock to her, and she let out a scream. And as I hadn't heard her come, come in, it caused an involuntary spasm of shock to myself, which resulted in the sprout being ejected at quite, at quite some speed in her direction. <laughs> I can understand that having a sprout fired against your leg at 11 at night in the kitchen probably wasn't the special surprise she was expecting, and having to explain to the kids the next day what the strange hollow in the ice cream was didn't improve my status. So to sum it up, Veet removes hair, dignity, and self-respect. Thanks, Tarrytown. It's been a pleasure. We are coming to you live tonight from Port Washington, New York, Port Washington on Long Island. Uh, We're at the landmark on Main Street. This is an absolutely... There's everything is in this building. I mean, everything. If if you're looking for a a full-service building, you could actually... You could have... You could be... You could have... As a child, you would have child care here. Then you join the teen club. And then is... You'd move into the town, and then uh, you'd end up in the senior center upstairs. You really only have to leave the building for. And I've spent a bit of time in Long Island, but mostly at uh, 
it was great for me in terms of comedy. I, I played uh, governors out here a lot, and I played, uh, it was always one of my favorites, Chuckles in Mineola. <laughs> yep. Uh, and, uh, and I learned a, a lot about comedy doing that. And I learned, one of the th important lessons I learned is that I never wanted to live in Long Island. <laughs> uh, partly because I left the suburbs as a child, you know, when I, could, I left the suburbs to live in cities, because uh, once I had my fill of the suburbs, it's like, no, I'm not going back. Um, and also, getting here, fuck you. <laughs> I don't know where the people come from. I don't know what it is. I don't know why the excitement. If you're ever wondering, uh, you think, for those of you who live in Atlanta, Los Angeles, uh, Places where, and uh, Washington into Virginia on the Beltway, and you think, fuck, the, the traffic here is crazy. When, you, when you're there, though, you have a sense of why. Come here. <laughs> you will be driving with people, and you will, be, you will be sitting there for days, and you'll look around and go, and there will be, and there won't even be an accident. There will be no accident. You'll be going, fuck, somebody better be dead out there. <laughs> And, uh, and it, but, but people, they love it out here. And people are very happy. And people who come from here return to here. And there's beautiful, beautiful places. And if you like the water, it's great. And if you, if you, and if you really, uh, if you go with your instinct and, and you really, you know, didn't pass science and you don't believe in that there's going to be climate change, you know, you're, you're really set here because it's really beautiful. It's, I mean, the water's right there. It's never gonna rise up and take away the island, ever, <laughs> ever. Um, no, you won't do it. Certainly not Montauk, that's not going. No, not when you pay that kind of rent. The people go, fuck you. <laughs> this is uh, a record tonight for those of you who watch this on a regular basis. The least amount of responses by any area Ever in the history, we've done over a hundred hours, and these people either needed a nap. The only thing that they're really upset about, some of them, is there are two that were upset about potholes. Apparently, they need, you need to fix the potholes in this town, and I don't know. Thank you. And, and thank God. And thank God she's off to do it. <laughs> it's always good. It's good when the citizen, citizenry responds. Um, but it's true, and I get that everywhere. Everywhere I go, every city I go, every place I go. The idea, the fact that, that we need, we, the fact that we completely ignore our infrastructure is just spectacular, because it's everywhere. Doesn't matter how much money's in the community, doesn't matter at all. Every, every area, it, it, it's all roads or pieces of shit. And, uh, but don't worry about it, we'll get to it. Um, um, yeah, we will. Uh, this, I'm reading this, uh, this is if Gerber, this is from Amy, uh, that was from Gilmore, who's here, and so I wanted to thank you, Gilmore, for that, because you actually spent some time there. Can you fix the potholes in town, please? And that's the only thing. 
and everything else is fucking hunky fuck dory. Um, Amy says, if Gerber can track any jar of baby food back to the plant the farmer in the field harvested, why can't Homeland Security, ICE, and Border Patrol track 2,000 migrant children stolen from their parents? Good. Maybe, maybe we should get Gerber on it. Seriously. I'm fucking serious. This is uh, Jessica. I'm reading her. She was at Hershey. And since you, I'm giving her one of your slots. <laughs> and because I, I think you'll enjoy this. My husband and I were at your Hershey show last night. At your inspiration, my husband uh, decided to verify that our tiny human, who is four, does in fact know, and this is in my act, where eggs and milk come from. I'm happy to report that she did know that they come from chickens and cows. On a related note, she did not fully understand before that in order to get nuggets and burgers from them, that you have to kill them. <laughs> so now she has decided we are fucking vegetarians. <laughs> and here, the, the, I'm reading the, these will be the two that I really re that came in. Uh, Paul wrote this. Hi, Lewis. Welcome back to Long Island, the island where the cost of living is just fucking soul crushing. <laughs> All I see when driving around are townhouses and condominiums under, dis under construction that are maxed the fuck out on these plots of land. These greedy developers are pillaging these properties and only selling a tiny fucking amount of affordable units, which are still out fucking rageously unaffordable to some of us single young adults who want to stay here. I can't. Why, Paul? <laughs> There's a great big fuck country out there, Paul. I love this island, but for fuck's sake, it shouldn't take two incomes to move into a decent apartment. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or one of these vacant single family homes with a yard. We need more small starter single family homes, not dumb fucking condos that look like mazes of fuckery. Maybe, maybe I'll just leave like many others and the older generation will get stuck with more and more wallet pillaging taxes. And that's from Paul from Bellport, who's not very happy. <laughs> well, it's everywhere. I mean, you know, but there's whole s swatches of this country, uh, Paul, where people don't seem to want to live and you can get a place pretty reasonably. <laughs> And they're nice, and you have a big chunk of land and shit, you'll be surprised. You'll be really fucking surprised. I'm serious, you'll be shocked. There are places in South Dakota you can get, get 5,000 acres for what you probably get here for a house, and you'll never see anybody, ever, <laughs> fucking ever. And when you go out to get your food, you may die on the way. I'm going to leave you with this because it's really just splendidly written. This is from Mike. Um, hi, Lewis. Okay, my bitch is a twofer. Hackers. They fucking suck. And the non-existent help, help desk team at Facebook when, God forbid, someone hacks your account. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know there was a health, help desk team. <laughs> I didn't know there was anything at Facebook. That's how I thought they made their money, that nobody's fucking there. 
This happened to me three weeks ago. Some asshole from Bangladesh, no less. Didn't they ever get the money from George Harrison's fucking concerts? <laughs> this guy took my email, which of course you use as your login ID to Facebook. Then he goes in, as me, changes my password to his new fucking password. That obviously I do not know. So all of a sudden, my friends start texting me asking, why am I in need of $65,000 for my new delicatessen or coffee shop that I'm opening up? And have they, and have they gone into his, this asshole's United Nations Foundation grant website that he tells the person on Facebook Messenger to go to, uh, to their website and give them all your financial information, blah, blah, blah. Most of my friends can figure out pretty quick it's not me, and they end it. So fuck the hacker. Ah, but now comes the real bullshit. Facebook's help desk slash hotline for those customers whose accounts may have been hacked. It doesn't fucking exist! <laughs> Facebook couldn't care fucking less if this has happened to you. I've been on there for nine years. Thousands of my photos and stuff are on there. I enjoy Facebook. I get to see Lewis Black on Facebook. Ah, uh, but not now. I've been fucking hacked. Asshole hackers. So what does one do? I know, I'll Google Facebook help desk. Nothing. Fucking nothing. Wow, that thing, it just got smaller. That was freaky. Um, fucking Facebook probably did that. It did, it went from this size to this size. I've never seen shit get smaller. So now I'm forced to wade through minutia of Google responses to others who've been hacked and can't get back onto Facebook. Oh my God, okay, try this. It seems like Facebook does have a link to click on if you've been hacked, asshole hackers. Facebook, in all their true knowledge and wisdom of the internet, suggests for me to get back into Facebook, enter my email and password. Are you fucking kidding me? Really? Okay, geniuses. So I enter my email, which the asshole hacker also used when he logged on as me, then I enter my password. Oh, what? The brilliant Facebook reply comes back saying, we do not recognize this email. <laughs> no shit, that email used to be linked to my password and is now linked to this asshole hacker's new password, which he's now set up to align with his email in Bangla fucking Dash. <laughs> I could have told you that before I started this shit. So then, when does this, when does this, when this does not allow me to enter Facebook, they have the balls to ask, are you ready? Was this helpful? <laughs> yes or no? Fuck no! How could you possibly think it could be helpful? All this is to say, three weeks have gone by, and I knew that if I gently brought my concerns and my dilemma to your attention, Lewis, that you might have some idea about to help me. <laughs> or maybe read my rant this evening, in case others have had similar head-against-the-wall banging plans, as nothing else seems available to me. I wonder why. Why would a company as smart and as rich as Marky Z's little dog and pony show not offer a helpline to phone in and help with a solution? If you would, Lewis, after you offer your solution to my dilemma, could you also please give a significantly large fuck you to both hackers and also a large fuck you to the help desk helpline team at Facebook for those who can't get back in? Oh, wait, there isn't any. 
So um, I'd just like to say, fuck hackers. I'd like to say, fuck the help desk at Facebook. And, and I have a really good thing that you could do, Mike, is um, leave Facebook. It's, it's like, it, it, this is like the greatest thing that's ever happened to you. You're forced out of what is like the shittiest place on earth. It's high school. It's high school, Mike. Did you like high school? Was it fun to walk down the halls and for them to say, oh, there's Mike, fuck Mike. I mean, then you could go to the principal and stuff, and the principal said, maybe there's a reason they said fuck Mike. I hate that. Go, there's other places to go, Mike, like um, a library. There are other places you can get to see people and hang out with people, okay? Email. Email, Mike. Email. Email. Take the pictures, send the email to the friends. A lot of the people that you've met on Facebook who may seem to be your friends, you don't even know if they're friends anymore. Why? Because they're bots. There are lots of fucking bots now. And will you know that they're bots? No, Mike, you won't know whether they're bots. Why? Because there's no fucking helpline, Mike. <laughs> so I would say that God gave you a message. And the message is get the fuck off Facebook. And if you do that, Mike, you wake up tomorrow happy. You'll have no anxiety. You'll have no Facebook. And you'll have no friends. <laughs> it's been a pleasure spending time with you. We'll be coming to you tomorrow night from Troy, New York, and then Anglewood, New Jersey. Please send in your stuff. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll see you soon. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're uh, coming to you live tonight from the Troy Savings Bank Music Hall in uh, Troy, New York. And it is... Uh, it is a city that is um, that I used to drive by all the time and say, what a what a sad little land." <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure I appeared once. At, uh, there's a, a terrific engineering school here, the Rensselaer P- Polytechnic Institute. And, uh, When I was touring colleges way back when, I, I came through and, and performed there. But generally, I haven't been here, and and it's really uh, it's it's a, it's a city that's bounced back, and it's really great to see. So it's. Uh, and there hasn't been a lot of bitching coming in about the city, which is why I. I think I can say that. And also, this theater we're in, which I wish you could see, you should look it up online, is fucking astonishing. It was built in, I think, 1875, I think, right? Something like that? Yeah, 1875. And uh, and the Troy Savings Bank actually built it, I think. Or Is that correct? But nobody knows. These people don't know. <laughs> They're just happy to be here. That, that is correct, Lou. I was they, right. They built it for the community. They yep. built it for the community. And the community it responded by going, I don't know. <laughs> and then they wonder why people don't do things for them. That's the, that's the sad tale. Better something, a lesson to be learned throughout the world tonight. When, when an organization does something for you, you go, yay! <laughs> but no, it's a really... It's an absolutely uh, magnificent place to perform on a lot of levels, and the acoustics are spectacular. So, uh, and I know they're spectacular because I didn't get the laughs I should get. And, and, no, I mean that in a good way, because uh, I didn't. If 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 I had really hit it right, this place had gone. It would have levitated. <laughs> but I'm going to be. Uh, I'll be back. So uh, we'll start with. Um, This is uh, really my favorite time of year. This is the, uh, it's, uh, it was, I'm just ta- telling the audience it was 70 yesterday. It was like spectacular. And today it's like 40, 35. Uh, then tomorrow's going to be 46. And then snow, maybe a little drizzle, maybe like, so this, uh, uh, basically it's a phlegm festival. <laughs> this is, th- th- we don't have spring anymore in this country. We have phlegm. And that's what it should be called. It should be called phlegm season. Or, or hock-a-doodle-doo. Okay. This is from Peter. Uh, Lou, uh, sitting here watching you. My knees are up around my ears. These are the most uncomfortable seats you can imagine. Enjoy your freedom to roam while I sit and suffer in silence. 
were hopefully laughter. And then this is followed by Nicholas, who said, little fucking seats for big fucking people is bullshit. <laughs> followed by Patrick, who said, why the fuck are the seats in this place so fucking small? Seriously, only small children can fit there. The reason they're small is because they were built in 1875. And back then, people were only this high. And so that's the reason. And if you wanted to be comfortable here, uh, now that we're a, a really almost a different species, um, we'd have 70 seats. So then you go, boy, how come, how come there's not a lot of people here tonight? And that's the reason. And they'd say, who's going to come to a show here? And nobody. Nobody. So that's the reason it's the way it is. So... And it doesn't matter where you go. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to go see a, a Broadway show on Tuesday, and I'm going to feel exactly the same way. Uh, and I'll sit there and go, "Fuck!" Uh, but that's the way it is, and it's called Tufsky Shitsky. <laughs> is it? Are they? Are the seats up there small? <laughs> they, they don't even know. <laughs> they're, they're so high up, they're like they have vertigo. Oh, yeah, I forgot this. Troy is the home of Uncle Sam. This is from Gary. And you can see they, 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 they don't give a shit about the savings bank. <laughs> Fuck Uncle Sam. <laughs> Troy is the home of Uncle Sam. Did he have a big cock? <laughs> I don't know, Gary. I don't know. I went online and there was no mention of Uncle Sam's cock. How does he compare to other American heroes? Uh, he's one of the ones who didn't discuss his cock. <laughs> they believe that Uncle Sam came from here. And Uncle Sam, from what I read, uh, was a, uh, a meat packer. And he would send um, the, the troops meats during the Revolutionary War. And and hence, and, it, and on the... That's what I fucking read. Okay? You send your shit into Wikipedia then. That's what they're telling me there. I didn't have time to fucking get out the Encyclopedia Britannica. Who is Uncle Sam then? He's what? Sam Wilson, the meat packer. Yeah. Oh, you just wanted me to say his name. Sam Wilson, who packed meat. He packed meat with his big cock. That's really so wrong, I can't even, but he apparently was, he, he got meat to the troops and that's it. But then they said that they think that's a myth because it really wasn't until 1844 that this came up. And you can go and read this on your own. And he didn't look like the guy in the picture with the fucking, you know. Um, this is from Josh. I hit a deer on the way here. And damaged my truck grill. You better be funny. That's a... That worked out okay. <laughs> I hate socialists, 
but I make an exception for you. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, uh, and um, you shouldn't really hate socialists. We don't look at us. How many are there? Are we really disturbing your world? We have no power. There's literally, I'm serious. If it was a, a line at a football game, there would be, the way it would work now is, is the, 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 the way the power system works is to be a bunch of Republicans, then there'd be Democrats, and they're on the, the next level down, uh, really kind of trying to still find the bathroom, would be the socialists. Okay? All we do is make suggestions. There's nothing to fear, okay? And if you... And if you really hate, if you ever, if you really, what you should do if you really hate him is go to, go to um, Norway or Sweden or Denmark. And I think uh, you may not hate him anymore. You may go, holy fuck. Because a lot of the reason I don't think it's going to work here, socialism, is because people don't want to go to meetings. Okay? Seriously. It's, they don't. It's like, do you want to be on the co-op board? Fuck you. <laughs> and I'm sorry that the, the deer hit you and damaged your grill, but I believe it was a socialist deer. Uh, this is from Margo. Uh, and... Uh, very excited. My name, my name is Margo, and I'm here tonight in your audience. I'd love to hear your views on a proposal by one of our local state legislatures. Uh, unfortunately, my state senator, who's asking for a government study to research splitting the state in two. That's great. That's a good use of money. Between, so he wants to split the state between New York City and the rest of the state. This apparently is due to the impression that New York City gets all of the state aid at the expense of upstate. Plus, her, her oh, it's a her. That's a genius. Her general view that downstate liberals are all baby-killing homosexuals <laughs> who want to take away their guns. So what do you think? Well, if that's the way you're presenting her case, <laughs> I certainly can't go on the other side. No, it's that's unbelievable. Split the state up. I'll tell you this. Uh, you can tell that uh, fucker this, that a ton of money went to Buffalo. A ton of money went to Buffalo to get Buffalo back on its feet again. And the money went to Buffalo because the economic advisor to Cuomo comes from up there. And I will tell you this, you can tell that fuck, that the National Comedy Center uh, also, uh, half the money for that, came from the state, and the other half came from donations in which people like myself helped went and got and raised money for. So there's a ton of stuff that's occurring upstate, and, um, and, and, and uh, you, baby killing homosexuals. <laughs> and nobody, and here's the other thing, and I'm so fucking tired of this because we're gonna go through this again. Come, nobody's taking away anybody's guns. That nonsense has gotta stop. You can't make this shit up, okay? You tell her nobody's coming for her gun, okay? Nobody, nobody gives a shit. People who don't have a gun aren't gonna go to her door and go, give me your gun, because we're not stupid. <laughs> it is the biggest, 
that is, that's, it's not true. It's not true. It's not true. Okay? That's a real good case of, I think it, therefore it's true. So fuck you. I'm, uh, this is from Colleen. I'm an endoscopy, endoscopy nurse in March's National Colon Cancer Awareness Month. Never, never has there been that much excitement over that. You drove, have you, uh, have you had your colonoscopy screening? Yeah, I bet. Yeah, no, I've, I've had uh, three colonoscopies and a side order of fries. I actually go online and I did a bit on it. And you can show that to patients. And it's a great bit. I'm not, I did it on, uh, I did it on Colbert, I think, or Kimmel. I'm not sure. But if you look up Lewis Black Colon and go on YouTube. <laughs> Seriously. And it's a great bit and it's about how wonderful a colonoscopy is. And it is because it's the best sleep ever. <laughs> it is. I'm fucking, I am not kidding. I woke up after that sleep, I walked 60 blocks, I was fucking dancing. <laughs> um, this is interesting. Uh, whose privacy, this is Rich, whose privacy policy do you believe more, Apple, Facebook, or Google? Rich, I've, I've never read a privacy policy, <laughs> okay? I, I barely have time to, I, I barely read menus. That fucking <laughs> So I'm, I'm reading this. This didn't come from someone in the state. Last night I read something that came from someone who was in the audience from Long Island who'd been hacked on Facebook. Um, and so this, uh, this lady, Rachel, had, um, had been uh, responded to that. He'd, he'd been hacked and he talked about trying to, to deal with that hacking and how Facebook is no help, none. None fucking at all uh, when it comes to that, you know, because they don't give a fuck. And um, in case you haven't noticed. And so uh, she wrote in response to his thing, and it's, uh, I can relate to Mike on the Facebook bullshit. I did my hashtag Facebook exit on 12-31-18 with a hashtag fuck suck. Within a week, someone created an imposter account using my name and photos. I spent a week trying to contact Facebook about this, even tweeting and tagging them. Even Sheryl Sandberg, nothing, fucking nothing. I finally found a hidden link buried on Facebook where I could contact them about the imposter account. They then wanted me to provide a photo ID and driver's license to prove my identity. Great. So now they have more data on me when the whole point of leaving Facebook was to deprive them of my data. <laughs> hashtag fuck Zuck. Hashtag fuck Facebook. You're right. Facebook is fucking high school and white. And while people didn't say fuck you, Mike, to me, since my name isn't Mike, I assure you it was more horrible than can be articulated in a single rant. I've been off Facebook since the end of 2018. Do I miss it? Not one fucking bit. Now, if I could only break my addiction to Twitter. <laughs> There's a, a really great book um, that you should read. It's called uh, Zuck. It was written by uh, a friend of ours. Uh, the reason, one of the reasons that we can do this live feed is because of him. His name is Roger McNamee, and uh, it's well worth your time. 
Uh, I mean, it, what happened at the last election is not really, you can yell about Russian and all of that stuff. What, what happened also is, is that uh, it's, it's just a remarkable uh, book when it comes to really what the, the, what, how, how we are fucking manipulated on one level with that. And, and I'm not really that paranoid because I'm, I'm too tired. I am. I'm too, you've really got to have energy to be paranoid. You really fucking need energy. You got to be able to go, holy fuck, can you believe this? God damn it. And I don't. Now it's like, uh oh, time for a nap. <laughs> but he sets out, he knows it very well. He put money into it, he put money into Google, and it really gives you a really great sense of what is fucked about it and what you may want to pay attention to. So I, 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 I haven't really given him his due when it comes to this. He gave me the book. I've read about half of it. It's kind of exceptional and, and well worth your time. Um, this is from Ellen. Uh, you want to rant? <laughs> Rich people have nothing better to do with their money than photoshopping their kids' heads on a hockey player. <laughs> So their spoiled fucking brats get to a school so they can party. Do we need any more proof that uber rich need to pay more taxes? I don't think so. When I finished my PhD in 1999, I owed 140,000 in student loans and was told that by that time I paid it off, I would have paid, wait, wait, son of a fucking bitch, $430,000 for a $140,000 student loan that they wouldn't let me refinance even though I was paying seven and a quarter percent. That's crazy. I mean, it just is crazy when it comes to educational loans. Son of a bitch. I went fucking nuts. Really, I went to see a shrink. And guess the fuck what? She wrote I was unemployable and fucking scary nuts, and my loan was forgiven. <laughs> and nobody needed to be bribed. We'll end with this. This is from Angel, who I believe is here. So the local movie theater has implemented a new policy of choosing your seat when you buy your tickets. Hey, moron, there is already a method in place. It was called getting there before the previews start. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. If you don't like it, stay home. And I say to you, fuck you. One, just because I can sit quietly for two hours without chewing like a cow or pretending to be Bob Costas or checking my phone every five minutes to receive validation that I exist from a like or a repost that someone else took the time to create. I'm the problem. And two, this is a chronic problem. There is something about the back of my head that makes people want to break out into conversation. <laughs> Isn't that, it's just perfect. <laughs> Live theater, walking tours, public transportation, the fucking bank. All I hear is, I was like, no. And he was like, come on. And I was like, whatever. You have any idea how much effort goes into getting back the IQ points I lose? <laughs> A fucking lot. 
I would never be able to leave the house. The movie was the one place I had the ability to make the situation a little better. But now I get a ticket with an appointed location, which makes me feel like a criminal when I have to move. So to whomever thought of this and probably received a crummy plaque and a $25 gift card at the Cheesecake Factory for making everyone else's experience better, I hope you choke on your dessert. Angel from Troy. Thank you, Angel. Thank you all. We are coming to you live tonight from Englewood, New Jersey, at the at the beautiful Bergen Performing Arts Center, which is uh, uh, which I've had a, the pleasure of playing on a number of occasions. I did. I did, actually did a benefit here. Uh, a while back for the uh, for the sc- the school that is here, and uh, it's if you're Englewood um, is not a place if you're if you're sitting out there in uh, let's say if you're watching tonight from Stockholm <laughs> and you're thinking son of a bitch uh, I've always wanted to go to Jersey should I start in Englewood <laughs> no. No, it's nice, uh, but it's a place you live. You don't really go, what am I going to see in Englewood? Uh, I've come here a lot, and uh, there's a Pilates place, and uh, Chipotle, and they now have, um, I I hadn't seen it before, a uh, uh, Chick-fil-A. Yeah, which you can hear the excitement in the room. But you, there's a lot of other places you can go that have Chick-fil-A. You don't need to come to Englewood for that. It took them a long time to get it. And they're a little upset because Chick-fil-A doesn't serve chicken on Sunday. No. That's how Christian they are. History, much like the Jews who, the Orthodox Jews who say, yeah, we're, not, we're not doing a you know, late Friday, Saturday thing. No. The Chick-fil-A people say, fuck it, we're not going to give you those delightful biscuits filled with that chicken. Mm, good. <laughs> so we did very well today, because normally these people would be over there fucking chowing down. Englewood <laughs> uh, uh, is really about uh, anywhere from 25 minutes from New York City to a week and a half. <laughs> This is one of those places people move to and they think, God, this is going to be so convenient. And then they st- that lasts about two days. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's really, it's but one of those things I've never understood living this close to New York and working in New York. I just, I don't get it. I mean, it, it's like, I'm going to live close enough so that it's fucking irritating. <laughs> And uh, congratulations on that. So that's the reason if you're thinking if you're going to get work here, you may want to come to Englewood to find out why you wouldn't want to live here. (laughs) But if you like Chick-fil-A, reason enough. Um, So we'll begin with what is generally when uh, one of the the great joys that I get is, is, and especially when it comes to Jersey, uh, anywhere in New Jersey, anywhere in... Uh, Pennsylvania, uh, anywhere in Massachusetts, anywhere in New York State, 
there will be two to three comments by audience members who've been given just a little too much time to sit by themselves. <laughs> so Jim said that the person sitting in front of me is a real asshole. <laughs> These are people who are coming to see the same person. It's not like... There's a, you know, you're watching different channels. And so Jim is really happy about being here, except now he's pissed because this guy, if he likes him, then what the fuck's the matter with me? <laughs> and then M MK says the Yentas uh, that at your Englewood show uh, behind us, not even knowing that Lewis Black is a comedian. Didn't think you were giving out tickets in the street to fill the house. <laughs> I, I have no idea, I, but that happens. It does. I don't know how it happens. They, uh, I have no idea how someone walks in. I've had people walk in and I will be, I'll do two minutes of my act and they will go, I didn't come to hear this shit and walk out. <laughs> And you kind of go, wow. Uh, and then and you'll find out that they never, they just, I just thought you were a comedian. Well, maybe you should have looked at something. <laughs> you know, maybe they thought I was an ice dancer. <laughs> I have no idea what someone would, Louis, I, I can't even fucking, maybe they thought it was Jack Black. I will repeat this. I'm going to put this in every night because every city, it's exactly the same. Every city. Last night we were in Troy, uh, the night before at Port Washington, uh, the night before was uh, Tarrytown. Every city, every city, every night, exactly the same. Welcome to Bergen County, the pothole capital of northern New Jersey. <laughs> Everywhere. The fact that this country can't deal with its infrastructure is beyond fucking belief. It really is. Because it's everywhere. It's every fuck where. It's every fuck where. It's every fuck where. <laughs> everywhere I go, everyone bitches about it. And it just doesn't make sense anymore. It really doesn't make sense. And people bitch, well, I'm not going to pay more taxes. We're going to have to fucking do something. Okay? Because you're paying for the car. You're fixing the goddamn fucking, the whatever, the rim, whatever the shit. I don't drive anymore, so ha, ha, ha. But we're on that bus and every so often it's like, are you shitting me? But you're willing to keep paying for your car to be fixed so that you can drive through another pothole. Eventually, eventually people just, what they'll do is they'll just sell all the army surplus tanks. Everybody will have a tank and go, oh, that's great. <laughs> we don't worry about the potholes anymore. We got these things, they turn around like that. Fucking unbelievable. And then the next one, the fucking potholes are fucking up the cars in the city of Englewood. I rest my case. That's from Peter. Okay, this is Kathy who came here to the... Okay, this time we got lost worse than Red Bank. Yeah, Kathy, I'm lucky that Kathy gets to see me because literally it's every time she comes to a show, she's more lost than the last time. Damn, can't they put one fucking sign up for a performing arts center? 
Directions are bad if best. Fuck, directions are terrible unless you live near here or have a good GPS. Well, Kathy, maybe you should think about that. <laughs> Glad to be here. Glad you got here and the seats are great. It's good to be a fuck you member. She's a member of Fuck You Is My Fan Club. I will repeat this, and it's for next year too, is uh, if you join uh, f Fuck You, the, basically you don't have to pay a scalper and you get tickets in the first three or four rows. And, we do, and we've got a really great staff that helps make that possible and facilitates it. And, um, and you can hear by the smattering of applause just how overwhelming a fucking... <laughs> Also, the, uh, we've done about 110 hours of these uh, rants, and they are all there for your looking. At. You can look at all of them. So they're there for you. And a variety of other things will be there eventually, and there's all sorts of stuff. But it's worth it just for the tickets. It's worth it just not to deal with Ticketmaster, for fuck's sake. So uh, I, I didn't mean to do an ad there, but it's kind of important for the folks who are, the folks coming, uh, you know, for next year especially. Um, this is from Lauren. I teach elementary school in a lovely town in New Jersey. Oh, which one is that? Um, our new elementary school principal would like the teachers to use timers so our transitions are more efficient. This is really, not having children, this is, this, when I read stuff like this, this is why I'm glad I don't have children. Because I, she said that when I count backwards myself, my countdown is inconsistent and much longer than 10 actual seconds. Follow me on this, follow me. <laughs> While my seven-year-old students put away their books and get ready for our next activity. So the transition is you count down, you usually use it, the principal wants a timer. So there's a timing thing so that the kids put their books aside and go on to the next activity. <laughs> She's right. I'm not counting like a robot because I'm helping my students. The principal says it's okay for some students not to be ready by the end of an accurate 10-second countdown. If they fail, it will make them try harder next time. What the fuck? I'm waiting for one of them to break their leg or throw an elbow in order to beat the timer. Um, this is from Lauren. Lauren, I, why? When I was in school, and we finished an activity, then we'd go. Uh, now we're going to spell. <laughs> Nobody timed anything. We kind of got it together. Usually within thirty seconds. Nobody was weeping. <laughs> Nobody, there was no Olympics for fucking transitions. <laughs> and this is Erica, public, this is all together. Public education is a mess. It's broken. Kids are too overwhelmed to wake up, write notes, take tests, and actually think. We've got kids who come in late because they need their morning cappuccino.
Erica, you teach in a public school? That's a public school? These kids need a fucking morning cappuccino? Are you shitting me? She actually said crappuccino. I'm sorry. I'm, that was better. They take selfies during class. Oh, you little fucks. <laughs> hey, Ma, look at me. I'm not learning. <laughs> They're not held accountable for anything <laughs> that might hurt their feelings. So hit your English teacher. What'd she do that made you so unhappy? So you hit your English teacher. What'd she do that made you so unhappy? <laughs> wow. Wowie, wow, wow. How come you can't, you should be able to take away the kids' phones. That's bullshit. I mean, that's not tough. You should be able to hear, it's called lockdown. Fuck them. <laughs> Seriously. You're at a school, you don't, kids don't, some, you don't get to fucking keep the phone, you little fuck during class time. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I, 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 I don't know how you do it. You can't keep it at a Kevin Hart show. You shouldn't be able to keep it at a school. Yeah. No kidding. Or any. There's a number of shows. I don't give a shit. You people. I'm fucking. You send it out. I don't give a shit. Oh look, I saw Louis Black tonight. You know. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> this is Peter. How do you uh, relieve stress in your life? <laughs> well, you, you all figured out the first one. What I'm going to say will upset some people, but what I like to do when I'm really stressed out, and it's a horrible thing, I know this, but I like to take a little a bunny. <laughs> I just just tear off a little of its fur. <laughs> Something about it just kind of takes the edge off. This is from Cheryl. I'm a teacher working without a contract. Of course. My health care costs went up too. Of course. Any advice on how to get through the daily grind despite the hardships? I can, I can send you a bunny. <laughs> do, it, and do it really during a fucking vicious time in the class. When the kids are out of control, fucking just... <laughs> you may not have a job the next day, but those kids, that's a life changer. <laughs> All right, this is, I can't, I can't read this. I, this. There are two here. They're both really, one is, I'm going to read this, this. This came from somebody. If this is, if this isn't made up, it's great. I, I just, this is from Elena. Um, uh, hi, Louis. I recently purchased replacement cartridges for the Razor. I thought I'd be adventurous and try the new kind with five blades surrounded by an inch, a half an inch of moisturizer. What a grand mistake. Have you ever tried to shave your ass with that thing? No. No, 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 no. 
No, 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 no. Not even. I have a thing called um, that my my passed on from my father called uh, uh, tremors. So my hands do this. I'm keep waiting for them to come up with some download that'll fucking fix it. But the idea of putting a razor near my <laughs> no. If you ever tried to shave your ass with a thing, you can't even get close to your butt crack. <laughs> I, I don't know. The fact that you're sharing this is really extraordinary. I'm a fucking yoga teacher. I'm, I'm glad we didn't write the whole name out and uh, can put my legs into some pretty uncomfortable positions. But even I'm not up to the challenge when it comes to shaving in the shower. Thank God my husband's regular two-blade razor is right there. Yeah, sorry, honey, I know you shave your face with that one. That's, that could be a long ride home. <laughs> Ryan, uh, I've known a, a number of people who are EMTs, and uh, that's a hell of a gig, and uh, thanks for doing this. But I'm, I'll, I'll end with you, Ryan. Um, and thanks for that smattering of applause, fuckers. That's really, that's really great. That shows a commitment from the Englewood community. <laughs> He's a volunteer, no less, and it's like, okay, maybe, all right. <laughs> he, he won't, I can guarantee you, Ryan, if they call from Englewood, just go, uh, fuck them. <laughs> I'm, I'm a volunteer EMT, and I love giving back to my community. Not anymore. <laughs> but you would never believe some of the shit that people call us for. Hangnail? They call 911. Abdominal pain for three weeks, 911. And not even at a normal hour, but at three o'clock in the fucking morning. What's with that shit? We drag our asses out of bed in the middle of the night and show up to a full house full of perfectly healthy licensed drivers to take their loved ones to the ER because they think we can get them a bed faster. They call us. What the fuck? To top it off, I had a drunk guy spit in my face. I appreciated this desire to swap spit, but this shit's got to fucking stop. <laughs> Chest pain, call us. Difficulty breathing, call us. But otherwise, stop the bullshit! Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure spending time with you in Englewood. Always nice to be at the Bergen Pack. Thanks to all of you for listening to my Rantcast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me. Ha <laughs> Lewis Black. Our live rant audio was produced by James Salkin. Our theme song by Chris Lane. 
Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.